What's up, everyone? How you guys doing? Don't forget, second part of the show coming up live with Chinatown and myself. Not starting a week out good. Uh, coming out of Tennessee, shootout between the Outlaws MC and the Pagans MC. That story coming up. We do have a good story about some donation drives, some organ stuff. So good stuff with that. But uh, we start off right now. We're actually going to be uh, talking about that fundraiser. This out of KEPR. Motorcycle Club holds fundraiser for National Donate Life Month. Uh, Pasco or Pasco, Washington. Tri-City Motorcycle Club is taken to ride to make a difference. During the National Donate Life Month, the Iron Blood RC Motorcycle Group held a fundraiser to benefit Life Center Northwest. Club president Otto said they had a few goals in mind for this event to raise awareness and funds for or organ donations. I know I'm an organ donor. Cut me open, take what you need, because I don't need it. Hopefully, everybody out here and everybody listening will go out and become an organ donor after this to help somebody in need down the road. Uh, fundraising organizer uh, Sammy Smooth said they hold several fundraisers for different causes. She said this event holds a special meaning for multiple reasons. This one is very special to my family because in 2018, we lost my cousin to a motorcycle accident. And he was an organ donor and he ended up saving, I believe, six lives. Good stuff there. Good stuff there for uh, the Iron Blood RC. Good stuff. Now, local motorcycle accident survivor reacts to weekend collision in connecticut and i believe this uh see here group of motorcyclists yes i think this had to do with uh a group of riders let's take a listen jana thanks a group of motorcyclists hit by a car over the weekend in connecticut seriously injured two western mass riders the accident bringing back bad memories for a local survivor of a similar crash in 2019 which left seven people dead in new hampshire western mass news reporter matt satelli joins us now live in chicopee with more matt well, Chris and Jordan, Joshua Morin tells me multiple people have reached out to him after hearing about this weekend's incident involving riders here at the Chicopee Moose Lodge. I spoke with him close to three years after his near brush with death about what he would like to see change to try to prevent accidents like these from happening in the future. My heart broke instantly um, and filled with sadness knowing that people's lives are going to be affected and you know, most likely devastated. Joshua Morin survived a shocking motorcycle accident in New Hampshire in 2019, involving a truck driver from West Springfield, who drove into a group of bikers, killing seven of them. Morin spoke with Western Mass News after a similar crash on Sunday, involving riders from Ludlow and Chicopee, evoked instant comparisons from the community. And we saw a similar accident like this in New Hampshire, where yeah, that's where it brought me. Ken Fish was supposed to bike alongside his friends, members of the Chicopee Lodge Moose Rider. When on Route 171 in Woodstock, Connecticut, a car crossed the double yellow line at a high speed and struck several bikers. I was supposed to go on that ride, and I actually took the time off to spend with my daughter. Morin talked about the danger motorcyclists face every time they step on a bike. You can have all the preparations you want, and... Um, you still can get injured. He tells Western Mass News rides centered around nonprofits and benefits is a common theme for biker groups, including the Moose Riders. And while safety is never a guarantee, it's always a point of discussion. Our rides usually consist of uh, a safety brief. We go out on the road, we ride staggered. You know, very clear instructions on how to handle ourselves on the road. And for Morin, who says he still deals with the physical and mental tolls every day, his message is simple for distracted drivers. Pay attention to the road. Pay, pay attention to your driving. One slight mishap can kill somebody on a motorcycle. And if not kill, 
definitely change their life for the rest of their lives. Got that right. The Moose Riders are a real good organization. They do a lot of help for the community. Also, for Moose Heart and Moose Haven. Moose Haven's down in Florida. It's a retirement community. And Moose Heart is an orphanage. Sad state of affairs, man. That does correlate with the uh, NH crash with the jarheads. And that trial for that truck driver is still going on. Main story today from WVL8 News. A Fountain City biker gang shooting leaves two dead, three injured. Uh, shooting between the Outlaws Motorcycle Club and Pagans. Uh, reportedly left five people with gunshot wounds, two of which have died. Let's listen in. LT News at 11. We start with breaking news tonight. We are hearing reports and have had confirmed reports by the Knoxville Police Department of a shooting at Hatmaker's Bar and Grill in Fountain City. KPD can only go as far to say as they have responded at about 945 tonight and they have multiple victims reported. Those are extremely limited details that we have right now. Dispatch, the Knox County Dispatch E911, we called to them and they told us that only they received that call again at about 945. Our Sam Luther within the past couple of minutes is just getting out to that scene in Fountain City, North Knox. Sam, what are you seeing so far there outside Hatmaker's Bar and Grill? Well, William mentioned it right now. What we can see is just about the most details we can give you right now, other than the fact that what you said, Will, is we know multiple people have been shot here. They're investigating that right now uh, as a shooting here at Hatmaker's Bar and Grill. It's off Taswell Pike here, like you mentioned, Will, in the Fountain City area. We want to go ahead and step out so we can show you a little bit of the scene right now. As you see right now, you're looking at probably the better part of a dozen Knoxville police cruisers right now. You see that tape, really, that crime scene tape all across this parking lot. We were unable to even pull into the parking lot of Hatmaker's Bar and Grill right there. There's probably close to, I'd say, 30 seemingly Knoxville police officers and investigators right here still on the scene. Scott Irwin, the PIO here for KPD, is on the scene. We're hoping to get in touch with him here in a second. Again, uh, the details will, like you said, very limited at this time. We do know multiple people uh, have been injured in a shooting here. Like you said, guys, as we called the 911 center, our folks back in the station, uh, again, getting that call. 945 is around when this all happened. We're now little after 11 o'clock, still very much an active scene. No word yet exactly on when this scene will wrap up. No indication as of now and if this bar will open up again tonight. From the time being right now, it seems to be obviously closed as the parking lot is completely shut down again. Dozens of officers here on scene, better part of a dozen uh, Knoxville police cruisers on scene right now, Will, as again, we're still working to learn some more details. But again, right now, a shooting here at Hatmaker's Bar and Grill here off of Taswell Pike. Multiple people injured. The condition of them at this point is unknown. All right. That's our Sam Luther reporting in North Knox. Fountain. Uh, that out of Knoxville, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more. Coming up on that story in the coming days, that was when it was just happening. And I'm sure the news reports are going to fly like they always do. Uh, sad state of affairs. People lost their lives and stuff like that. Uh, and also, we got to think uh, about all those that die in motorcycle accident. That second story Every time I cover the motorcycle accidents, it kind of kicks me in the gut because a lot of this stuff is preventable. This is especially true with your four-wheelers, uh, your cagers. They can't, you just, get off your cell phones, man. Get off of them. There's nothing that is in that important where you gotta be on your cell phone Checking, especially text messages. Come on. You can wait or pull over. It's bad enough that cars do not, cars, trucks, all that stuff. They don't look for motorcycles. I wish they were trained better in driver's ed from a younger age. But the fact is, they don't look for motorcycles. So then you add telephones into it. Next thing you know, you're crossing lines and all that stuff. It it doesn't it doesn't make any sense 
to me personally why there's such a need to get on that phone while you're driving. Ain't it May, uh, ain't May uh, Biker Awareness? I got to look that up. I think it is. I might be mistaken and stuff. But second half of the show is coming up. What did you guys think about the live show? Every other week, I'm going to do a live at 6 o'clock by myself. Because the neutral zone goes every other week with myself, uh, Carlos, and Danny. So I'm going to have some very interesting subjects. See how many people's Wheaties I can uh, pee all over. Because <laughs> I like doing it. I like agitating them. I just love agitating haters who think they're somebody's and they got to put their opinions out there where a lot of people really don't care. So those are going to be those kind of shows that have fun type of shows. Anyway, we'll be right back after this music break.
Okay, guys, everybody knows, everybody knows that I get some haters, but more importantly, I get a lot of Leo that just is not pleased with me with some of the coverage that I do of them. I got into a pretty bad type of argument with a Leo on my previous coverage of the biggest, baddest clubs in the United States. I guess he did not like that coverage. Now, what I did was compare this article that was written about the most dangerous motorcycle clubs in the world, and I wasn't too pleased with it. Why wasn't I too pleased? Because it always seems like the news, media, whatever they do wanna you want to call them, makes clubs out to look pretty bad. When we know, and Leo, this Leo hater, said that you're always using the bad apple defense. So I say to him, okay, since we're talking about this video, the one that claims these are the worst biker gangs in the United States. I said right after that, I compared it to a story out of L.A. where you actually have Leo freaking starting up gangs within the police department. I say to him, how is it you say I'm using the bad apple defense where you're sitting here claiming, well, that's not all cops. I was like, that's kind of hypocritical of you. Don't you think just a little bit, just a tiny, tiny little bit, don't you think that's hypocritical? Well, it ain't the same. Well, how the hell ain't it the same? You're sitting over here telling me that I'm always bashing on Leo, which you guys deserve, by the way. You do. You know, the stories that I've covered, you deserved them. But hey, I know there is a lot of bikers that, why I do not know, support Leo and what they do. Me, everybody knows, I always believed there was a line. You don't cross over that line. That was just me, okay? He comes back and says, you know what, Hollywood? I said, what? He says, you're always crying and whining just like the rest of these people about motorcycle profiling. Some of you bikers are the biggest crybabies I ever heard of. I said, oh, time out, time out. Now we're getting on the motorcycle profiling stuff, and you say that you guys don't do it. Now, mind you, and this is why I don't understand why some people actually support the police, a lot of the profiling incidences, and you can check on MPP's website, Motorcycle Profiling Project, happen to independent bikers. Yes, it happens to independent bikers, but you're sitting here, and telling me that it doesn't. Well, how many, I think it's three or four states now, and I know Illinois is working on it, where they're passing anti-profiling laws. So if what you say is true, and we're all the biggest crybabies out there, why are they passing these laws against profiling. I don't get it, Mr. Cop. That's what I tell him. This dude has been on me for a year. And it's funny. The more I put out, the more I make them upset. It's kind of fun. I like playing with the meatballs. I really do. It, it, it makes my day when he... Dude, this guy comments on every video that I have. And it's like, if you hate what we're saying so much, why are you driving yourself into misery by watching it? 
I don't get it. Anyway, so we continue this conversation. I brought up the Kentucky story. Uh, actually, it was a study. And boy, he didn't like that one. See, they do not like that one. The Kentucky study, I think it was at, a, what was it, Bowling Green, where it actually stated, actually stated, after all this review of the cases in the United States, just how many cops were charged, convicted, went to jail. And I say to them, you guys number in the tens of thousands all over the United States. But motorcycle clubs, especially one percenters, they don't number near what you guys are. But the DOJ is cool enough to list them as criminals. But here you have the percentages that way out, they way outweigh what clubs are going through with their problems. So you're going to get at me and say, well, you're always using the bad apple defense. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It goes both ways, I guess, right? No. No. They come up with more excuses about how the data don't coincide with their belief. Now, I did um, Tuesday, Tuesday at 8.15 or 8 o'clock uh, Central. Or no, 8.15. No, 8. See, I'm fucked up here. Ooh, I shouldn't have sweared, you know, those terms of service. Anyway, 8 o'clock Tuesday, there is a story coming out where South Dakota, you know, the land of freedom it's supposed to be. The cops came out in an article specifically saying that the Banditos Motorcycle Club shouldn't be there. They're there illegally. This came from a state agency. Wait till you hear this, man. It, it blew my mind that it was even in writing. But I shouldn't be surprised. Nobody should be surprised. Come on. It looks like I'm going against the Ministry of Truth now. Oh, you guys don't know what that is, do you? Well, it seems that in the wisdom of our government, they have decided that there should be a Ministry of Truth. Yes, they actually put this apart of the DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, the Ministry of Truth. The government is now saying that it has a right to tell you what is misinformation and what is not. How scary is that? And they did it Right after old Elon, man, my man, my boy, bought Twitter and said that we need to have an open dialogue here. We need to have an open discussion. No, 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 no. They don't want that. And I'll talk about YouTube's term of service later because I have been talking with a lot of the other creators about this stuff. Because we're having complaints and complaints about, hey, the comment section. Well, the first thing I can say about the comment section, if you want to go off, go off over on BitChute. Because that's a really open platform and they get jiggy with it on our comment sections over there. Or Odyssey. But since, you know, with YouTube, we're on their platform, we got to abide by their rules. But anyway, they even put. Somebody in charge of this. So, by the way, is this like Hogwarts? Is, is this Harry Potter fantasy land with these people? Are you kidding me? Ministry of Truth? Did they just like pull this out of thin air? And it, it should worry everybody, man. It really should. But there's a lot of bikers 
that really do not pay attention to what's going on. And it's obvious when you come on a channel like mine or uh, we got, oh, by the way, I was going to do a Danny Dilo impression because I want to congratulate him on 5,000 subscribers, man. Danny has worked his behind off. His arse, he's worked it off, man. He's chapped that thing with so much that he's worked on. Uh, so congratulate Danny D'Lo for hitting that 5K. That's a very big accomplishment when you're doing this kind of stuff. So congrats, Danny. I was gonna do I was gonna bring in my glasses and you know, talk 100, man. This is 100. You know, but I don't got your accent down good, but I forgot. I should have got the, the glasses and stuff. Also, Wild on Twos is doing good. Uh, he's putting together some stuff where all the creators are going to get together in Chicago. Uh, go to a Cubs game, man. We're all going to go to a Cubbies game. No better way to do it. So he's working on that, and that's cool, too. But anyway, anyway, before I, uh, you know, regress here, Going back to this Leo and my argument, I actually said, hey, you know what? I've debated cops up in Wisconsin before on the show. I talked to a lot of Leo to discuss their problems. I tell, you know, on the show, I said, okay, come on the show and throw it all on the table with me. He didn't want to do that. He gave me some excuse as to, well, my department wouldn't like that. I was like, wait a second here. Meatball, what are you doing? Why are you hiding behind a screen if you're so passionate that you don't believe in what I'm putting out there? Don't be a meatball. Come on. Nope, won't do it. Well, I can't speak in official capacity. I was like, I don't expect you to talk to, you know, in a, an official capacity for your department. No, you should be talking for your fellow brothers, as you call it, since you're so passionate about this. So I kept on bugging him, nudging him and all that. I was like, okay, well, let's settle this. Why don't you get me your representative from the FOP to come on so we can talk about this and talk about the profiling issue that you say bikers are always whining about. That was your words, not mine. So I want to see examples of what you say that we're blowing out of proportion. How about, you know, then I brought up the pagan stuff. I was like, how about that pagan down in Texas where everything was being filmed and you pulled these guys over because somebody spit out a piece of gum. Now, they're pretty bad in Texas. If you guys don't know, the anniversary of the Twin Peaks is coming up uh, this month. And this month is kind of hard for a lot of us that actually covered the story because we knew what happened during that. It, it was a turkey shoot. It was a turkey shoot, 100%. You guys got to go over, listen to Popeye OG and all that stuff. And they can tell you all about it. They're real heavy into everything that was going on. Now, also, before I forget, before I forget, China Dow is going to go live tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. It's her first live stream. It'll be on her YouTube and all my platforms as well. And she's going to get out there, talk about some stuff, take your questions, have some fun. She's a lot more fun than I am. If you guys ever watch, you know, listen to our show uh, after the first segment on YouTube over on our radio station, she keeps up with Hollywood. There's not a lot of people that can keep up with me, but she does. So she'll be live at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time as well. But going back to Popeye and OG, they really pulled, and this is one thing I don't understand. You know, 
if you look at the Ottawa Rolling Thunder rally, look at how many people showed to that. And then I sit back and I have to admit, our Rolling Thunder, it's under a different name. They get together hardcore, man, as well. But the truckers up there during their convoy really got it together. And then you look at the United States and like, what happened? What happened here? Why didn't everybody come together? That's what I'm hoping a lot of bikers are doing. See, a lot of us have been catching hell, especially me and Danny, because we decided to say, you know what? As creators, we got a lot of, you know, we got a big soapbox, a huge soapbox worldwide where what we say, a lot of people take personally. Well, if everybody's saying we all should get along clubs wise, because that's the first thing that happens tomorrow we're going to be covering a story where there was uh, a deal down in uh, Knoxville, I believe, uh, Tennessee. Two people ended up dead, so you'll see that tomorrow. But as soon as a video like that comes out, everybody's like, well, we got to get along. Okay, you're putting that in the comments section. Fine, cool. We know that. Everybody wishes that. There's no worse thing in life than somebody losing their life over some stuff. But anyway, we all got together and buried the hatchet. Next thing you know, people are coming out. Well, how could you do this to this guy or that guy? It's like, wait a second, man. We were beefing for years. And you would think, okay, cool. Let's put that aside. You think people would be like, hey, man, that was cool. But these are the same people that say, well, clubs got to get along. Well, I can tell you, our beasts were only a couple years. You know, the beasts between clubs have been going on decades and decades. Uh, so it's like, make up your mind. What do you want me to do type of deal? Uh, but you got to love your haters and meatballs. I really do. Uh, anyway, with the anniversary coming up, everybody has to remember there was nine people killed. And forensics prove that Leo killed four. So I get a kind of upset because when I first started doing all this stuff, that was the biggest story I would cover was Twin Peaks from start to finish. Everything from the it, when it happened, the court process, to what Abel Reyna was doing, to everybody's case getting dropped and there was only uh, one tried, and that was Jay Carzal, a bandito, and he got off. So you look at how the government specifically the local government of Waco, and they don't have the best record, if you know what I mean. Oh, Waco does it. How they destroyed all these people's lives was insanity. I'm talking people that had nothing at all to do with what happened that day. All they were doing, and you can see it if you look at the old footage, they were running. They wanted out of there. They had nothing to do with it. But guess what? They rounded them up like a bunch of cattle, and they actually had warrants that were blank, and they signed their name, put them into a bus, and took them away. One million dollar bonds. $1 million bonds. Who could afford doing some stuff like that? And what's worse is when they showed the photos in the newspaper, when they printed their names, a lot of people lost their jobs. And they had absolutely nothing to do with that. That's why it's scary with this so-called Ministry of Truth board that they're putting up. And they're doing it at the national security level, that, it's insane. That hasn't happened since before World War II and during World War II with the propaganda where the government controlled all that stuff. When Waco happened, it was everywhere. You had 
CNN, NBC, ABC, every major, every major news organization was covering it. You even had paid consultants coming on talking about clubs. CNN was uh, really, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to get in the CNN. Anyway, and they spread so much untruth about what happened that people suffered. They really did. They suffered. I remember before Richard Luther died, because I had him on, I, I would talk to him about what was going on, because he was one of the guys that got arrested and lost basically everything. And why? Because some corrupt DA wanted to make a point. So you have this Leo coming out and saying, well, bikers are a bunch of crybabies because you're talking about stuff that doesn't happen. And it's funny when you debate one of these guys, which, by the way, you chicken. I don't know why you use every excuse in the book not to come on the show, but it is what it is. Maybe you can get one of your friends to, okay? Get them on the show, have them take your talking points, and we'll talk. But anyway, so when an incident like this happens and you've seen what they did to everybody, you're going to sit there and tell me that bikers are a bunch of crybabies? That's your argument. Or your argument that profiling doesn't happen in Texas? Are you kidding me? A kid who was a patch holder with the Banditos was riding to work, or it was I think it was school, got pulled over, and you guys interrogated them right there on the side. Let's see your tattoos. I'm going to take pictures of your tattoos. If you don't do it, we're going to take you to jail. Well, wait a second here. What about the Fourth Amendment? It don't matter to them down there. But you're saying that we're a bunch of crybabies for calling out what our, our constitutional rights are. You're insane. Now, what happens is there's a special kind of meatball, a special kind of stupid that happens when they put that badge on. They finally break out of puberty, let their nuts drop. And they feel like they're the biggest, baddest people in the world. That they can control everybody. And that if you disagree with them, you're the bad guy. I thought your job was to protect and serve. Not to protect and rule over everybody. That's what I thought your job was. And to come out here and claim that this stuff doesn't happen, you are a special kind of meatball. Again, I believe it's three, and MPP, uh, Double D, he was the one, and a lot of others behind him, that helped get all this stuff out there. Which he works hard, works hard on behalf of all of you, because again, independent bikers are the ones that face most of this stuff. I was once asked, once asked, why you hardly see clubs riding, or why do you hardly see clubs out and about? That goes all the way back to the 1970s. They built these clubhouses because everywhere they would go, they would get harassed by Leo. Thank you for that, Cito. I really appreciate that uh, donation. Super chat is all, uh, open. There we go. We put that there. They were, a lot of people don't understand what the old guys went through. I'm talking they'd get sticks across their heads from these people. So what they did was they decided to open clubhouses. We'll just drink there. We'll congregate there. 
there was a purpose behind it. Not that, hey, we don't want to go out and do this stuff, but they don't want the problems that come with it. A lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, independents ride more than clubs, but there's a reason why. They're proud to have their patch on. They're proud to be a part of who they're with. But they also don't want to have harassment happen. That is why independents get messed with more. But they don't understand what's going That's what I don't understand about some independents. You support these people, but you've been messed with with them by them. What is going on with you? Why would you support something that messes with you? I don't understand that premise. That's why I always thought, hey, wait a second, there's a line, you don't cross it either or. But that line's been wiped out now. And you really can see it if you do look at some of the social media comments that we do get. They will side with them in a heartbeat. Hell, you got clubs, which I never thought I would see, calling themselves law-abiding. Okay, I'm a hooked on phonics dropout here. I really am on this one. Why do you have to say that you're a law-abiding club? So is everybody else. So are one percenter clubs. They're law-abiding. Oh, wait a second, Hollywood. You're going back to that bad apple defense. Oh, whatever. That's my position. It's not the whole organization. And on Tuesday, when you see this article where the cops were saying, hey, the banditos, they shouldn't be here, it's illegal, whatever it was, they say, well, most of them don't commit criminal acts, but then they go back on themselves. But we're the crybabies when you go back and forth with yourself. Bikers are the crybabies, you say. That's only because you want us to put you on a pedestal. And sorry to say, you duped a lot of freaking people. You duped a lot of bikers. More often, I call them motorcycle enthusiasts because if they were an actual biker, they wouldn't cross that line over to the other side. Great man once said, if you want to be a biker, be a biker. If you want to be a cop, be a cop. But you can't be both. You can be a cop and a motorcycle enthusiast, but don't dare call yourself a biker. That's the way it was thought about back then. And I understand, I understand big time that I have to evolve in my way of thinking. I get it. I have to evolve. I do. But I'll never evolve from that point of view. You always keep the line steady. Now, the one, the bikers or motorcycle enthusiasts that support them, you deserve everything you get. If you get pulled over, you get harassed, you deserve that because you were sporting them. That's like during all these uh, incidences of rallies and all that stuff, uh, Minnesota, you had a lot of people coming to their defense. You had bikers standing there or motorcycle enthusiasts. It's like, well, wait a second here. Uh-uh. Don't you remember what the hell happened in Texas? And that's a problem with me. That's a problem. What happened in Texas should have turned the tide for everybody. But it didn't. Because, yes... We're independent thinkers, but at the same time, we used to stand for what's right. We do that as a group, as a scene. We knew them over there were them, and us were us. And when an incident happens, we all stick together. 
That happened in the 70s up in Milwaukee when an outlaw was beat to death by a nightstick. Everybody stuck together. That's how A-Bay came together. Everybody was together in it. But when one of the most horrific incidences in MC history happens down in Twin Peaks, every year there's an anniversary. Where the hell is everybody? Where's all the bikes? Do you know the voting block that we have as a community? Do you? We could exact change. But that's where the real colors, per se, come out. People don't want to be bothered with that kind of stuff. Hey, I want to live my life, and I want to put the image up to the public I want to put up. But, hey, that happened across the country, so I shouldn't be worried about it. Yeah, you should worry about it. Uh, Scott Chicago, Fed shut down the Melrose Park Cop Club. Yeah, I remember that one. Oh, do I remember that one well. Anyway, yeah, I know about that one. Oh, yeah. Anyway, you get annoyed because it used to be a tighter-knit scene than it is now. Nine guys got killed. Okay, you say, okay, well, that was the club's fault. You have your argument. Do what you want with it. I don't see it that way because if you knew the investigation behind it, they knew this was going to happen days before it happened. Up here, if there's two dominants, they separate them right away before anything happens. Down there, they knew. They let it happen. It's all about padding their budget. That's what it's all about, is padding that budget for them. At the same time, if you're supposed... It's funny with the motorcycle enthusiasts. They'll go around calling everybody brother. They call them all brother. Hey, brother, how you doing? Hey, brother, how you doing? Okay, brother, that's something you're supposed to stand behind, are you not? I say it to them all the time. Are you not supposed to stand behind that? Well, yeah, I do, man. I give you my word. I'm going to stand behind that. Okay, well, with that logic, you go around calling everybody on a motorcycle brother. Everybody and their mother, too. But you can't participate in an anniversary where over 200 people lost a lot of their living, lost a lot of their reputation. They were busting Christian clubs, veterans clubs. Independence that had nothing to do with anything. That's who they were busting. Your fellow brothers, as you say. That's who they were busting. So it's all right to use that terminology when it's good for you. But hey, when that really needs to come into play and to support people down in a different region. No, wait, I can't do that. Then they'll come back to the argument, well, they shouldn't have been there doing that. Well, do you know the facts of that incident and why it happened? Did you know that they killed four of the nine? They had AR-15s going on these people. It was an actual turkey shoot. And what's even worse? Some of them didn't have to die. They wouldn't let medical attention come to them. That's vindictive right there. 
But has any of them been held of a, to account for what they did? No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't happened. Good news, though, is because a lot of them were suing them. And, of course, the local circuit court said, no, nah, it's frivolous. We're throwing it out. Wait a second here. How is that frivolous? You cost these people their lives, their livelihood. But see, it's the good old boy stuff down in Texas. They all know each other. They're all married to each other down there. And I'm not talking about it in a bad way, okay, guys? So don't even go there. I know I got my dirty mind uh, people. So, of course, they're going to rule like that. But it went to the appeals, and now it can go forward again. I just seen that story come out. My problem is, where does this Leo hater meatball come off saying that we're the crybabies? I don't get that. I don't see where it comes. It's going over my head. When you have specific incidences like this, that you catch them up, like again, down in Texas with the bandito who had a legal CCW permit. It was legal. But because he had a club colors on and the DOJ says that's a gang, well, you're a gang member and it's illegal to do that. So how many thousands of dollars did he have to spend because one cop was ignorant and that he had to show his testicles? He had to show those balls. Again, you're supposed to be there to serve and protect, not to serve and rule over the people. It kind of makes me sick. Every time I have to pay taxes, it goes to stuff like that. Hell, I can go really into the tax stuff. But anyway, I really, really tell you, go listen to Texas Biker Radio. They are really, really good at explaining what the hell went down. And you should know about that because that right there is a piece of history. And it's a history that tells you why a lot of the older guys don't like Leo. You youngins, you screwed up in the head a little bit. You look crazy, man. Law-abiding clubs. That's sad right there. They even, because you know how they have NCOM, NCOC, MRF and stuff. Well, now they have a law-abiding association. But guess what? You do have regular clubs in it. Civilian clubs. But it's ran by a bunch of cops? How would you? How do you even think about putting on a patch when you're involved with something like that? It, 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 it's oil and water. It doesn't mix. It doesn't mix. What the hell? That's my thoughts on that. That's my thoughts. Some bikers are the biggest crybabies, this guy says. It's always funny in the comment section or email or leaving voicemails on the studio how tough people can act, but in the real world, that's a lot different. See, that's what should scare you about the metaverse. The metaverse that they're trying to make the next internet where you put on a headset, it's 3D, you don't even have to leave your couch, you interact with people in real time. That's scary. It really is scary. Because they lose track of what the real world is all about. Yeah, everybody can have their opinions. But don't be an ass jack where you don't know what you're talking about. Or you make yourself look like a fool. I'm telling you to give it five years with this metaverse. You're going to be like, holy cow, what the hell happened? Where'd everything go? What happened? You're going to be like that. 
let's go to a couple comments here. Uh, I can mix oil and water. I might have to beat them together, but it will happen, Mr. Rooster. Rock on. Uh, the blue line was set up across the street, guns ready to go. China Dow is in the house. Yeah, we can't forget tomorrow. Go watch her on her YouTube channel. It is China Dow's Chit Chat. She'll be talking, having, uh, you know, questions answered and everything. Over from our Facebook, because we're over there too, to get to heaven, one has to accept the love of Christ, his resurrection over death, yet on earth suffer the consequences. I agree 100%, the old man upstairs. Uh, let's see here. Ellie bad boy. Uh, Ellie bad boy. Allegedly he was killed supposedly by a Vago. Don't know if it's true or not. Uh, yes, I did hear about, uh, the San Bernardino thing. Uh, we haven't covered it. Uh, Scott, the jungle was IGs. Yeah, they were on IGs. Anyway, we're going to keep on going here. That was some of the comments going. Uh, can't trust the police as a one percenter. Hell no, you can. What you can't. What's funny is when you have the media complaining about clubhouses, go talk to the neighbors, go see how safe they really feel. Where you can't even get a cop in these neighborhoods. And some of these clubhouses I know on ch in Chicago, especially on the west and south side, the neighbors love them because within a block radius of that clubhouse, nothing is happening. They don't let it happen. So, yeah, they feel a lot more safer. But, you won't, you know, you don't have Leo that would give clubs their due because that's how much they hate them. And they're taught that in the police academy. I interviewed a cop uh, a couple years ago who said just that. That they're taught about motorcycle clubs as motorcycle gangs right out the door in the police academy. Right out the door. I want to switch uh, tunes right here. You know, we got the cover to Ministry of Truth. Beware, guys. Beware. Uh, Jimmy uh, Hudson, can't trust the police, period. Do you see the firefighters going out, starting fires and beating people up? No, I don't, but I love my firefighters, man. Love them. Uh, they're the best uh, men and women out there. They go in while you're running out. Trust me on that one. Uh, YouTube Terms of Service. This is... Uh, conversation i've had with a couple of other creators there was new terms that came see every month youtube releases you uh terms of service and quite frankly you got a lot of people well free speech this free speech that well it's their platform they have it now to where we're responsible for the comments everybody that comes out we're responsible for the swearing and all that stuff that comes out. And I've been talking to the creators about this. And my solution's always been bitch shooter odyssey. Go watch it over there, comment all you want, because you get stupid over there. And they're upset about it too, because when we first started, everything was different than it is today. You know, you're going back four years, five years when we first started. We were, if you ever watch any of the uh, early episodes of this show, my God, I was stupid. You know, it was swearing every other word. But when you're on a platform putting out a message, you got to abide by their stuff. So we had to cut down on a lot of stuff. And that gets a lot of people pissed off. And the other creators know that. But it's just how life works. It's not that we're against it, but hey, it is what it is. Those are the same ones that'll go around bitching while they're just doing it for the money. That's the funniest one we laugh at, by the way. It's like, do you feel that entitled that you're already getting stuff for free that you can turn around and say, 
with all the equipment money, I know myself, Black Dragon, some of the other guys, they got forty, fifty thousand dollars tied up in equipment alone. But hey, you're getting the free, but everybody's out for the money. They have no idea how this thing works. You really do not make any money on YouTube from these ads. You have to have 500,000 to a million subscribers to even get anything going. Money comes from the sponsors. Well, I'm a podcaster, so I get my money from sponsorships over on, because uh, I'm sponsored by a major one on Spotify. So that's where my stuff comes in. But if you really think that YouTube makes you money, something's wrong with you, man. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Rooster, my bro was Captain San Diego FD, rest in peace. You never partied with the firefighter. You must put in on the bucket. Oh, man, they can party, man. Firefighters can party. Uh, let's see here. Gunpowder Nitro, you're, you're 100% right. If you want to monetize, you got to follow the rules. A lot of people are hooked on phonics dropouts and don't get that. They want to be able to put their opinion out there. They don't agree politically with what YouTube is. But, hey, as a creator, you got to listen to the freaking rules. If you don't, your channel gets taken down. It's that easy. Texas Biker Radio has been suspended a couple times now, I think, just for the content they put out that were against the terms of service. But you don't hear the whiners talking about that. No, they just move on because it's free stuff. But they don't look at the expenses that people have to put in this stuff to bring you the content. They don't do that. That's why I tell everybody, go over to BitChute. If you're not on BitChute, you're missing a lot anyway because you won't. A lot of stuff you see on BitChute, you can't see on YouTube. That's why it's called an alt-tech platform. Odyssey, same thing. It's an alt-tech platform. You to put whatever you want over there. You can comment to whatever you want. Rumble's the same way to a point. Everybody thinks Rumble is this big uh, free speech thing. No, they got TOSs too. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Toby, my man. Uh, Nitro 100% agree. There are even channels on YouTube that tell you how to create other streams of income outside of YouTube. Yeah, if you're going to get into see all the big money makers started, you know, 10 years ago, man. Uh, Pootie Pie, all that stuff. You got to have a lot of subscribers to make anything. But everybody's going to tell you. And you to hear, because you got a lot of people that say how to start a uh, YouTube channel and stuff. You know, people get on this pl uh, YouTube platform and they think, oh, I'm going to make all this money. You don't make that much money, man. Uh, you get pennies on the dollars, basically what you get. And they all, these other platform guys will tell you, you got to make money outside of YouTube. Just because you see people, yeah, there's millionaires on YouTube, but. They got stuff happening outside of YouTube ads. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Brooklyn Biker. It's too bad you can't rant on this. Uh, agreed. Eccentric uh, Fitness. What's everyone's take on Little Dave? All you have to do is watch the interview that we did about it. That's all you have to do is watch the interview. Uh, Toby, there is a platform. It's called K Street in DC, and the job title is lobbyist. <laughs> uh, what other stuff you got here? Uh, Mr. Rooster, we need a platform that supports freedom of speech and still make money. We're going to see if they follow Elon Musk's example. That's what we're going to see if it happens. You know, hopefully he does what he said he was going to do. Let everybody come on. If you notice after he bought it and stuff, you're getting a lot of people influxing back that Twitter uh, freaking uh, shadow banned because a lot of people get shadow banned. 
that basically means, hey, you got to make sure you're looking at the platform to get the content you want. If not, you're not going to see it. That's just the way it works. Uh, but hopefully he comes through, man. Hopefully he comes through. I know he's got uh, a lot of people pulling for him uh, the whole nine yards. Uh, Brooklyn Bikers, sometimes it's not about the money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's true, man. Uh, that's true. Because if it was about the money uh, on YouTube, everybody would be broke. Everybody would. But at the same time, YouTube has the biggest draw to get your message out there. But you got to play by their rules. That's just the way it works. Uh, TikTok, you know, I tried TikTok and all they do is erase my freaking videos. <laughs> uh, Zombo, I don't think about her. No way. Uh, best biker builder, Jesse James or Billy Lane? Uh, Jesse James is the best out there, in my opinion. That dude knows how to work, baby. Oh, my God, does he know how to work. But anyway, man, that's my little spiel. Hey, we got Dibbers in here. Uh, you won't get a platform where you can make money that is free speech. The reason YouTube has gone that way is because advertisers drop Google ads if YouTube didn't go down the woke road. And that's true, but at the, uh, and this is going to probably confuse you guys. At the same point of that, if you went back in time with YouTube, there was some pretty harsh stuff that was going on YouTube, man. You had a lot of freaking uh, pedophiles hanging out on YouTube because of these kids' videos and stuff, making some obscene comments. And I can see as an advertiser, as a brand, I wouldn't want my brand on some of those type of videos. I wouldn't want my brand on a video that had those kind of comments. So it goes both ways if you really think about it. It really does. You got I guess they're in a tough freaking situation. They really are. Because ads is what makes their money. It makes their company money. And I can see some of the points that they're coming from. I don't do that much, but, you know, if you've been on this platform long enough, you'll know what I'm talking about, the way they used to be. Uh, there, it was a wild west up here. And that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV's channel over on Roku. As well as go get the Insane Throttle radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next time.